Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast. We're the Commander Clash crew, Richard, Seth, Krim, and me, Tomer. We discuss Commander-related topics, and today we're going to be discussing blue board wipes in Commander. We're going to go over our favorites slash the ones we know about that that are Cyclonic Rift and others. Um, for a lot of people in Commander, uh, blue board wipes start and end with Cyclonic Rift. And uh, <laughs> and then and then people will either play Cyclonic Rift and that's it for like their mono blue decks and they'll just go straight to colorless uh, board wipes instead. Or if you're like me, you actually like running multiple different kinds, especially if you're on a budget because Cyclonic Rift is like a bajillion dollars these days. Um, so minor spoiler ahead, it's going to be a lot of me trying to convince the rest of the table to expand their horizons a little bit. And we're going to be doing it, as usual, with a tier list because we want people to click on these videos slash listen to them on Spotify. And tier lists are that secret sauce to make that happen. Gotcha. Um, so we got at the lowest uh, tier is D, which is don't play. We don't we don't run it in our decks. And if we see it in our decks, uh, we probably try to get it out, cut it. Uh, before we actually run it, or if we do see it in our hands, we try to discard it to gamble or faithless looting or whatever. C is average. These are mediocre filler cards. Uh, they might make the cut in very specific instances, such as if we're doing like an ultra budget restriction, then maybe we'll run it. B is good in only certain decks. So these cards are very good cards, but they only fit in, let's say, a specific archetype. Um, and you wouldn't run it in just like a generic deck. At A, we have really good overall. So these cards are very good in a large percentage of decks. These aren't great in every deck, but they're very good in the decks that they fit well in, the certain archetypes they fit well in, and they probably fit multiple archetypes. S, finally, is the highest category that we have. It's an auto-include. These are, like, if we're playing a blue deck, we're going to be running this board wipe as much as possible. Maybe not like 100% of the time because we have like a certain budget restriction or we have some sort of theme restriction going on. But we have to basically make a reason why we wouldn't want to run these cards. So that's our tier list. Standard stuff. D to S. Uh, and before we jump into the cards though, I just wanted to point out that if you want to help out this channel... Uh, help us grow on Spotify, on YouTube, and all that great stuff. Be sure to like and subscribe. And if you want to support the show in an, uh, another way with your monies, you can give us your monies and we'll give you uh, playmats and merchandise and stuff at mtggoldfishmerch.com. Um, and you can get stuff like the, the playmats that are, are uh, stapled onto Richard's uh, wall and stuff. And you can get t-shirts and deck boxes and sleeves and perhaps other things. Tokens. I don't know what we have. We have lots of stuff in there. Um, so you can buy somewhere. stuff there. What, what if we cut leaves off your plants and then dry them and sell them like, <laughs> like dried that, herbs? Yeah. <laughs> or a salad. Make them into a salad. <laughs> I thought I thought you were like, oh no, the poor plants, they need to be watered every single day. They're plants, week. they're well, no, like, you can harvest them the plants. <laughs> there was what more that this? we were hungry and just wanted to eat the plant. That's what all. What is this capitalist dystopia? <laughs> anyway, the plants are gonna stay fine. Maybe you should maybe you should buy something so the plants 
are, are we don't have to resort to selling off the plants. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, one, whatever one will help you. Gets you. It. Every day a play bat's not sold. You, you live with that. <laughs> snip, snip. Anyway, uh, so the, with that old stuff out of the way, let's jump into the cards. And Richard, kick us off with, you know, the card we got to get out of the way first. All right, everyone's favorite, Cyclonic Rift. Two mana, bounce a non-land permanent you don't control. Overload seven, bounce everything. S's across Mm -hmm. the board. This is like the truest of true staples. I don't know what more we have to say about this. You have to have a pretty good reason to not have Rift in your deck and you're playing blue. Like you're actively Mm -hmm. bringing down the power level of your deck. You're like, it's too good. Or it's like budget restriction, but otherwise it goes right in. Yeah, this is like an auto include. So, <laughs> yeah, even that, if you're not is, in a mono blue, like it's just like yeah, yeah. It's, it's above S. This is this is ban tier. <laughs> if anything, yeah, this I is would, like we talk about banning this to every get banned. Week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know if it's like ban worthy. No, it's just, like, it just at least for for Commander Clash, we have a very specific criteria of what we want to be doing with our games. We want to make sure they're entertaining for the viewers. And if people complain too much about about Cyclonic Rift, then we consider maybe taking an offer a season. Right now, we have it on, and I don't think there's that much complaints, honestly. I think it's just like when people start doing like Cyclonic Rift and start looping it with like Archaeomancer and stuff like that, then it gets pretty obnoxious and nobody wants to watch that episode. But like if you're just casting it as a one-off, I think honestly, like an easy like hot fix for this card like if you want to if you want to alchemy it you could just say like it exiles when when it's cast you know like then i think it would take a lot of the field bads out it would still be no, like but a then card. but then tomer i wouldn't be able to loop it with our Mancy. i know <laughs> <laughs> what a shame what a big... they'll, they'll bring it down to s tier instead of s plus <laughs> plus oh that'd make it a, that'd make it a c <laughs> yeah. average I mean, I'm not going to discuss too much of power level. Like, if you play Commander, you've seen this card. You know why it's so good. Asymmetrical board wipe at instant speed also makes somebody discard at their end step, too. Which is just it's so good. The I worst. love that. Yeah, it, it's very powerful. Perhaps one of the, probably the defining most powerful board wipe in the format still. Um, but what I wanted to say is, like, basically for a lot of people... Uh, blue board wipes start and end with Cyclonic Rift. They don't really, like, a lot of people when I talk to, they're like, the rest of the blue board wipes are unplayable, or they don't even know that blue has other board wipes, right? And I feel like, I feel like, uh, even a lot of people here right now, what what are your opinions? Would you play, like, if you're looking at the list ahead of time, would you would you realistically play any of these other cards that often? Or you're just like, I go Cyclonic Rift, and that's it for my blue board wipes. I already play a good amount of these cards. Okay. So <laughs> for me, like, I play Cyclonic Rift in every deck, but then there's a bunch of these other cards uh, that I play in specific decks, essentially, depending on my color combination, depending on my theme. Then these other cards show up uh, on occasion. There's nothing else in Mono Blue that's. Uh, at the staple level, like Cyclonic Rift. Like in white, you have uh, whatever, uh, Wrath of God and then Day of Judgment or whatever. Or in black, you have Damnation and Toxic Deluge. There isn't really a second or third or fourth staple board wipe in blue for me. So we got the one staple and then a bunch of, bunch of like situational cards. I'm the person Tomer's talking about. All, all these <laughs> yeah. cards are unplayable. Like I agree with Seth. You play Cyclonic Rift and one situational like bounce spell at instant speed that fits your deck maybe but then i if i'm playing a different color unless it's actually green like 
any like board wipe from those colors will slot above all of these. And if I'm playing mono blue, then I go down to the colorless board wipes before I start playing these, unless I have like a very specific synergy or something that I, I'm trying to go for. But in general, I think these are all outclassed, but you might find some combo pieces in here for your deck, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think my goal for this podcast is going to be trying to convince Richard to play more of these non-cyclonic Rift board wipes. Because, like, as someone who over like, my regular version dead body, tour. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get you, Richard. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, I'm going to get you. Uh, so, I mean, so uh, yeah. I also think part of the hard part is, as Richard said, like if you're a two or three color deck, then you probably have white mana or you have black mana. And then a lot of the blue board wipes do start to mm -hmm. lose a little bit of their luster. So that's something I've noticed. Sure. Like, uh, yeah, the, the multicolor decks bring these cards down a little bit. So I have I have a thesis statement here. Well, so first of all, I don't actually run Cyclonic Rift that much. Because Cyclonic Rift is a $30 card, and usually I, I do have a budget restriction. So I've been forced a lot of times in a lot of decks to try and make do with, with uh, alternatives. So I, I feel like I've gotten a, a better appreciation for other alternatives that you know people won't even take a glance at because they're just like, Cyclonic Rift is not auto-include, so therefore it's going to go into every deck. Um, but I will, include, case, but... <laughs> I will make the case. I will make the case as a thesis statement. I believe a lot of the cards on our list are going to be very good. They're not going to be as good as Cyclonic Rift, obviously. Like, that is the best blue-white. It's not even a, a, a debate. But there's going to be a lot of these uh, board wipes that turn to be asymmetrical board wipes that are very, very powerful in specific decks. And I think it's it's a disservice, if you are playing those archetypes, not to consider these uh, board wipes in your deck alongside perhaps a Cyclonic Rift, or if you're on a budget, uh, maybe just replacing Cyclonic Rift. That is that is my thesis, and I, my goal is to change Richard's mind on a few of them, especially one, my favorite of the bunch. We'll get to that soon, though. That, that's <laughs> the only reason for this podcast, for me to like farm ideas off you guys. <laughs> I am very open-minded. <laughs> Teach yeah. me of new cards to play. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of our, our podcast as well. Like, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there where they don't really debate. They're basically a presentation where it's like two or three people who are just like, they tell you their agreed upon opinions. And that's great because, you know, if it's a cohesive argument and they're helping each other out uh, explain that argument. But we're very different. We always debate. We always have different opinions on things. And I think that's that's a better uh, that's a better way of actually learning something about about or, or being uh, introduce new ideas because if everybody has the same opinion on the same cards then if if you did not have that opinion then maybe that can sway your mind but if you have four different opinions on every single card you might see different perspectives that might help you uh more uh more in terms of, of knowledge and, and and what your own preferences are which is what i really like about uh, this setup of the podcast is like we all come with our different ideas. We don't agree usually. Like Cyclonic Rift, we agree on, but this mm -hmm. is like a rarity. You'll see. You'll see coming up. Uh, and actually, we'll we'll go to the next one and we'll see how it actually uh, our our opinions differ. Uh, <laughs> Seth, what's the next card on our list? So next up, we have Curse of the Swine, which is double blue and X sorcery. Exile X target creatures. For each creature exiled this way, its controller makes a 2-2 green boar creature token. In some ways, kind of like a, a mass sorcery speed pongify or rapid hybridization almost, where you can do it to a whole bunch of creatures, got the upside of exiling. This one is interesting. 
interesting. Initially, we had it all ranked as C, although as I was thinking about it more, I actually have it as A. I think outside of Cyclonic Rift, I think this is one of the, the closest ah, blue board wipes to being a staple that you can just run in any deck. My concern initially was I felt like I didn't play it that much, but I actually went back and looked up my old commander decks and I do play it. I just tend to play it in mono blue decks. Uh, like I said before, if I'm in white or black, then I have other rasps, but in a mono blue deck, I do play this in pretty much all of my decks. And I think it's really powerful. Like exiling is an upside because it gets around um, indestructibility and making a bunch of tokens is kind of nice in a blue deck because it synergizes with other rasps where you can turn everything into tokens and then maybe you cast a, a mass bounce spell and then you actually did kind of build your own weird damnation where you dealt with all the creatures permanently so this is a good like secondary board wipe uh because it synergizes so well with the mass bounce spell so i actually like this spell and should probably play it more but what do you guys think y'all got it is c uh what do you think about this one I'm tempted to put it at D. <laughs> it's very close. So this, this is actually the most played non-cyclonic rift card according to EDHREC. When we look at this, Whoa. this is about 5%. So most people's board wipes end at Curse of Swine. But I would rather play spot removal over it. And you know how I feel about spot removal. Uh, so it's there's great. a problem that you need to target, right? So if something has boots on it, you can't Curse of Swine it. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is it's super expensive. Like, if you want to wipe, like, six creatures, that's eight mana. Um, problem number three is if you're behind on creatures, these boars will just murder you, <laughs> right? So, to me, it's, like, more flexible spot removal at sorcery speed, but I'd rather just play the spot removal then if that's what I want to do. So, that's why I don't play it. I'm not, like, there, there are situations where, like, maybe you're... A sea creature deck, you have big creatures, you swine your opponents, so they have smaller creatures, and you attack them, or you're a Voltron mm -hmm. or something, but it's very narrow. I think putting a generic deck, I think you're better off just putting uh, another wipe we have on this list, or just even like a Pongify itself. I, I pretty much agree with that. I feel like the mana cost on it is just too much, and oftentimes, uh, you'll see this across the board with my ratings, it has this huge problem for me where it, it I don't know, you have to cast it on your turn. Yeah, sorcery. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, you don't like I don't sorcery. Like yeah, there's not, a not huge the thing for me. If if this were instant speed, this would be way better. This would be way better. And I I think the main reason why this is probably played is because a lot of I I think don't didn't a precon or something have this. And I know a lot of people like like just kind of know of this is like the other sweeper behind it. But when you dig deeper than that, I think a lot of the sweepers are just significantly better than Curse of Swine. All, Curse of the Swine, exactly. Thank you, Thor. <laughs> and Curse of Swine is just so mediocre to me. And it's so slow. It's so slow. I, I just cannot deal with the sorcery speed on this. Well, for for folks for folks listening in and maybe haven't watched uh, us on Commander Clash, Krim is basically our resident draw go player. Like, I think I think it's safe to say like, Krim, you love decks that basically play at instant speed, right? Like, you're not very much a tap out person. I do have my tap out decks, and even in a tap out deck, regardless of draw go or tap out. I still think that you're just even a tempo deck, right? You're losing too much of your turn and the ability to be aggressive by tapping out and having to remove a ton of stuff. So I still would want to do this, even if I were an aggro deck, at the end of your turn. I I gotta I gotta argue for this card a little bit because I think y'all are oh, overlooking yeah. something here, which is. We got a huge list of these blue board wipes. Uh, we have 20-some cards that we found that count as blue board wipes. This is, I believe, 
the single card on this entire list. There might be one pseudo exception that we'll get to later that Tomer loves, but this is the <laughs> only card on the list that actually deals with a creature permanently. Like, sure, you can Cyclonic Rift. Sure, you can Evacuation or Flood of Tears. Like, name all this list. You're just bouncing it, and your opponent's going to replay it, and you're going to be staring down that same horrible threat that was about to kill you a turn or two later. This is unique in the world of blue board wipes because it's the only one that actually kills a creature dead. So I think that's got to count for something. Like, that, that's got to be something like how much is your mono that's why it's a c that's why it's a c that's why it's a c i mean because the the board is also versatile a lot of the wipes we have here have some condition on them so you could slam this into any deck and have it be a mediocre card right (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) yeah it's never like it's never going to be awful but like when when i'm looking at a board wipe my my major criteria that i look for is uh, how easy you can break the symmetry on it, which Curse of Swine does very well. But also the other thing that I'm very much uh, keen on is how mana efficient can you be on it. And Curse of the Swine marks very high in terms of breaking symmetry because it's never going to target your own stuff. Um, it does permanently uh, deal with a threat instead of just bouncing it like 99% of the stuff here. But I think it's just so mana inefficient these days that... I just generally don't really run it that often. And I do, like Richard said, I do generally just run like a uh, spot removal. Like I'd rather run these days like a reality shift and spend two mana to get rid of one creature at instant speed um, over this. I, I feel like along like when this came out, I was running it almost always. But as we got more and more other like narrow options that are very good in specific archetypes, I just stopped running it that much. Yeah. I mean, another thing here is if I'm using targeted removal and it's going to be heavier on the mana, I'd rather than just – with the effects of blue, the bounce is just better uh, because if, I, if I'm if i going to do anything like you know that's going to target, it's probably going to steal it because blue has lots of like things that are roughly around the same amount of mana that can just steal it and or just like reality shift mentioned or pongify. So spot removal is just better. Crimson evil. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> Stealing, stealing everybody's creatures. <laughs> I'd rather just yoink it. <laughs> Fair. All right. We'll move on uh, to another card that was like basically an old school staple. Karim, what is this? All right. So evacuation. Now, this card is a three blue blue instant speed. Uh, and what it does is return all creatures to owner's hands. Uh, and, and as I had mentioned earlier, I do love this card because it's instant. The ability to go off whenever I want it to, whether I'm an aggro deck or a control deck or, you know, whatever, even better when my super friends deck, uh, it's because it, you can do it at your, like, you don't have to spend your turn to do it and it bounces all the stuff and, 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 and instant is exactly what blue is about. This is where, this is like why I love blue. Everything is on your opponent's turn. So... Uh, I, I think that's big. That's big enough for me to just love it. And it bounces Solid. all of it, mm-hmm. including your own, which may seem bad, but sometimes you can just replay your own stuff, uh, and that's just good enough, too. I have this as an A, by the way. Yeah, so Krim uh, and, and Seth both have it as an A, and me and and, and Richard both have it as a B. So, I think- Seth, what do you think about it? I think it's the best at what it does. Like, if you just want to make everyone pick up all their creatures, 
I think this is the, it's the oldest version. It's been around since Stronghold, but it's still the best version. Use five mana at instant speed. It's a nice reset. Uh, so I, I like it for a lot of the same reasons Krem said. Being instant speed is really nice. Uh, you can wait until the most beneficial time, almost like you can with Cyclonic Rift, where you wait until before your turn and then you get to rebuild first. So so yeah, I, uh, I think this is also one of the closest to being a staple level card. I play it in a lot of mono blue decks uh, just because you don't have a lot of other options really that are strong. I agree with Seth. This this is my highest rated non-cyclonic rift card at B. <laughs> uh, this is the closest to a from here. staple. Like you, it's five mana bounce everything. So instant speed is the the key thing, right? You can use it as pseudo spot removal. Like you don't need to fire it off, like you know, unless you have to, right? Unless someone's attacking you or something, you can just keep it in hand. So that is very good. The downside is it just bounces everything, right? Like everyone just redeploys it. So, you know, I play it in mono blue decks when I really want this effect. Otherwise, I'd go to like basically any other card. So I think it's good enough, but it's pretty narrow. Uh, so B. Bounce, bounce, I think, feel like is is undervalued here. I think mm-hmm. a, 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 the ability to tempo out somebody out to make them replay it again is huge. But what if they have ETB triggers? <laughs> well, yeah. that's fine, but they got to do it me, on their turn. Let me Moldrift again, Krim, please. <laughs> I mean, yes, if, if you need to Moldrift again, I, I will I will take that L. But, like, I think bouncing something is, is a huge thing because it gets around indestructible, which almost everything comes with indestructible now or, or some way to, like, you know, survive a lot of stuff. But unless they're phasing out, it's going or it's going back to their hand. And that's sometime all you need. This surprisingly deals with tokens. If anybody's on the oh, yeah. token strategy, it resets um, them pretty well. Yeah? I don't know. I, me, personally, I like the card. Um, I really like it in blink decks. Uh, what we're talking about, like, what if we reset an opponent's ETB? I feel like, I feel like the decks that benefit the most from this, honestly, is uh, our decks that are, are like, blink-heavy. Um, so, so basically like it's a way to protect your own board from a board wipe and then redeploy your ETB creatures and, and get extra value out of that. But also you can use it to mess up your opponent's turns at instant speed. I'll run it in those decks, but like there's so many bounce spells now these days, mass bounce spells that I find like if I'm in a specific archetype, I'm probably not going to run. I'm going to run a different blue one. So I like it. I like it in blink decks, but I usually don't really run it outside of blink deck so that's why i put it as a b all right fine that's it i'm not gonna be contested there <laughs> i agree with all right, you, we'll move on. double b we'll move on. double a's they're pretty close double b double a's all right okay so we'll move on to another one uh that is a fun one uh this is flood of tears this is a six mana blue sorcery return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands if you return four or more non-token permanents you control this way, you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. Um, so we all put it at... I put it at, at B and Seth put it at B. Krim and Richard put it them at C. All right, here's my pitch for this one. Again, B means it's good in very specific decks, not all decks. And I I, I stand by that assessment right now, at least, before people tell me otherwise. Uh, I like this in, like, big mana cost decks. Like, I used to run this in my Jota Archmage Eternal deck, where all my big creatures, or, like, I ran Omniscience in that deck, for example. I had big, high-cost 
uh, permanence in that deck. So if I wanted to wipe the board, I could actually use this as a, as a mana accelerant. Like imagine you you wipe the board with Flood of Tears and then you immediately use Flood of Tears to drop down an omniscience. So you're basically ramping out an omniscience and then you can redeploy your entire hand. I think that's like Christmas land. That's the best case scenario. But if you just put it in a Jota deck and you're not ramping out that, you just ramp out like a Jinka Taxis or whatever whatever big haymaker uh, you, you got. I think it's really, really good there. Um, I also saw it played a lot in like mono blue braids where every single turn, every single person's upkeep, they get to cheat uh, like uh, sneak attack. I forget the term show and tell. They get to show and tell uh, a big permit to play. So if you're in a blue deck that is like really high end curve stuff, um, also like the polymorphous deck, I think it's Jalira polymorphous or something like that. Anything that's like has really high cost permanents that are going to have just sitting in your hand. Flood of Tears is a really fantastic way to not only reset the board, but also get you ahead on the board immediately afterwards. So that's why I put it as a B. It's really good in those decks, but I wouldn't run it anywhere else. Yeah, I, I'm right with you. I'm the, I'm the other B, and the first thing I went to is Omniscience. Like, you're playing Commander. Everyone's got a ton of mana rocks, so it's not that hard to have four non-token permanents. So you kind of incidentally are going to do that in most of your decks. And then being able to immediately put Omniscience or something else uh, really massive into play is actually really strong. Uh, outside of Omniscience, the other place I remember playing it is in uh, my Garuda deck that I built right after Garuda came out. You get all these big mm. stuff you're trying to cheat into play. You can pick up Garuda, put it back into play, get another Garuda trigger. Uh, so there, uh, most decks you wouldn't want this and you want something more efficient, but in those specific decks, I actually think this is like one of the best, uh, one of the best rats you can play because it's kind of a combo piece that also resets the board. I, I mean, people. I just, I'm sorry. I'm not spending six mana to do anything <laughs> on my turn. If I'm, if I'm doing that, I'm killing you. <laughs> like, like, or I'm putting a threat on board. And then I know that this can get something on board and potentially bounce something, but it's six mana. It just feels like the 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 tag sorcery in mono blue. That's when I start going. Okay, if if I'm in a mono blue deck, maybe. But even then, there's like six other sweepers I would play before this. Some of them are, do the same thing, but even cheaper with the reduction without like you know maybe putting something into play. And I can live with that. But otherwise. Then we start getting into multicolored decks, and I will never, I will never play this in a multicolored deck unless I like really, really for some odd reason am just memeing. Otherwise, yeah, like I, I cannot pay, I cannot justify the six mana on my turn. Six so mana omniscience, Krim. <laughs> I agree with Tomer. Like, if you're playing omniscience, this is the nuts. But that's so narrow that I, I can't count that. Is that I a mean, B like, though? Would you call that a no, B? Very good. I, that's, for that's that so one situation that is small percent. A good or per small percentage. That's of like saying Zoff consumption is B tier because you can play. You know, like no, right? Obviously, what? you can always play these what? D cards anywhere. But <laughs> you're comparing it to Zoff consumption. So you need to bounce four things, right? If you're playing like a yeah. super big deck, you're a bouncing mana, mana rocks. rocks, which you do not want to be doing. Right? Like, so unless it's literally omniscience and you're protecting and winning right there, like, you just bounced all your ramp and now you're back in the Stone Ages because your hand is all eight drops, right? <laughs> if they get rid of your one threat. So that's why I don't think generically you like this. And, you know, six mana for a board wipe is just way too much, right? So you're using it as like a pseudo combo piece. So with omniscience, yeah, perfect. This card, you obviously just throw this in, right? If you're playing off omniscience in your deck. But to me, that's super narrow. Like, you don't generically put it in like i don't want to bounce all my mana rocks and set myself back you know that's like a dark ritual or something right now you're behind 
And if you needed to bounce everything, you were probably behind already, right? So you just set yourself back some mana rocks too. So it's it's pretty yeah for me. Fine. I, I think I'm gonna get you on the next one though, Richard. What's our what's the next card on here? Uh, our next card is Whelming Wave. Uh, four mana sorcery. Return all creatures to their owner's hand except krakens, leviathans, octopuses, and serpents. You don't like oh so so all of us uh all of us put it as a B except for Richard yep who's sticking to his guns see the C's and D's for days I'd rather pay this one, one I'm more mana and have instant speed this one I'm gonna hey. get you but, right I'd rather Even, pay wait. one more mana get instant speed and get all the oh, krakens and whatever no, nonsense no, no. you no, no here no, I, so you're I, I want to pitch. Uh, go it, first. Uh, you're, you're playing this in a deck with those tribes as a tribal yeah. guard. Why would you not play it as a one-sided wrath with your Krakens and your Leviathans and your, like, you bounce all your opponent stuff. You keep all your huge sea creatures and one-shot people. Oh, my God. Are, are How is this not me? the definition of good? It's one of the best deck it goes in. Is that one of the best cards in that deck, Richard? What? Read me again. Going into small percentage of the deck, sea monsters. That percentage is too small. Think of all the multicolor decks you can't play it in. Of all mono blue decks, think of all of those you can't play it in. And the the one time you play sea creatures, yes, you slam this in your deck, right? (laughs) You're like, okay, okay. So if if we had if we had a staple card that was a staple in all dragon decks, you'd be like, oh, dragon decks. You know, how many people play dragon decks? So, so let me name you like Zoff Consumption. What, what is like the Rogue that's an MDFC or a Cleric that's MDFC? No, right? but those are good cards in those decks. Where's but... Zoff Consumption at a staple? Where's <laughs> Zoff Consumption like an all star? One of the life best cards deck. in an archetype. Any life game deck. No, right? I'm not mm-hmm. spending like six mana mm-hmm. for that trash. Come on no. now. This is terrible. <laughs> this is one specific tier. All magic cards have a purpose in okay. some deck out there. <laughs> all right, Richard. All right, how about this? You've convinced me. I'm back down to a C. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally one of the yeah. best cards of the tribe. Like, sea monsters is inherently, they, they're slow. They're inherently slow. You want asymmetrical board resets to let you catch up. Like, this is one of the best things you can do. You have, like, one I mean, or two sea monsters. You. Your opponents have more stuff. You bounce all of it for four mana. Your stuff is left alone, and then you can smash them for lethal. What, what about it's every so other good. non-sea monster deck, though? This is not a good card, right? But it's a staple there. It's a B. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, we're, we're, exactly. just, we're just changing how we weight of... the meta percentage of... So, Sea monsters. <laughs> yeah, Richard might be winning me over too. Like I no! do think this. I do think this is the best. Stormkirk. I do think this is the best card in a sea creature deck. It literally is like the best card, but it isn't the most popular tribe. So if the argument is sea creatures aren't popular enough to qualify as B tier altogether. I can see that. Like, that might actually be correct. Because yeah. it definitely is, like, a pretty low-tier janky tribe. They can get mediocre filler cards. What, what are, we're, in we a generic to, we deck, to, like, it's a mediocre filler card, right? We need like, to stop the recording and start with a new rating scale, then. Uh, it's good in a small percentage of decks. All right, all right. No. I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with you, Tomer. I'm sticking with you. It's <laughs> a very you. small percentage of decks. It's a very small percentage of decks. But it is percentage of decks. really good in those decks. Everybody loves sea monsters. <laughs> in tribal tribal by the way very good in tribal tribal too so there that's two i, th- I think you're, okay. you're, you're okay. skewed by tribal tribal that's 
<laughs> All right, we'll uh, move on. We'll move on uh, for my blood pleasure's uh, sake. All right. Next up, uh, uh, oh boy, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Next up, we have Devastation Tide, five mana sorcery, bounce all nine lane permanents, miracle it for one and a blue. We have D's across the board: uh, Richard D, Seth D, Crim yep. D, Tomer. Hanging out in the B tier. <laughs> Tomer, sell us on sell Devastation us. Tide. Tomer, do you have anything not on, on a B? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have spot. a couple of Cs. All right. Tomer All right. plays 86 board wipes <laughs> in every blue deck. No, no, <laughs> because, because I'm, like using, I'm, I'm using the scale as we're supposed what? to, Richard. What B deck means do you like I put it in? in very specific decks. So what, right. what is the specific deck for Devastation Tide? It's very good in two styles of deck. And the one I think Cream will really appreciate. Actually, okay. two Cream will really appreciate. Devastation Tide is one of my favorite uh, inclusions in a top deck manipulation deck, such as Aminatu, which is a really fun commander that's all about like essentially brainstorming. So when you can when you can control when you want to miracle out, like if you can consistently cast uh, Devastation uh, Tide for its miracle cost. It's a two mana full board wipe. It doesn't just hit uh, creatures, it hits all non permanent. So it's a full board wipe for two mana, which is, I think, objectively a very good rate. If we can consistently cast that in a deck for two mana, then I will. I, I don't think people would, would be so opposed to the idea of it being a, labeled a good card in that deck. The second if, deck. Hmm? If I'm playing. So I have an Amanatu deck. Yes. I took this card out. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> this is the, the of the miracle cards this is not the one i want to be playing right like it's just not good enough and if i'm in aminatu i'm in three colors specifically esper my issue is not dealing with permanence if anything it, like it's a drawback oftentimes that i had this <laughs> Tomer's so, slinking out of sight crim, crim has an aminatu deck like you have other colors like why would you be playing this bounce spell I, I I appreciate the miracling. All right, that's great with Amanatu, but Tomer, this card is no. Is, uh, okay. All right, like, courtesy, okay. courtesy of Valorant, I've I've learned new ways to describe things. Dog water. No, <laughs> no. Okay, other one, other one, other one. Crib, you got it. Here, here, hear me out. Draw, go. All right, you're you're running Nimrus. Okay, you're running Nimrus. You're drawing a little card every single turn, you know, or 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 your Jorian or whatever, where it's like whenever you draw, you cast your second spell, you uh, turn draw, you draw a card. Imagine, imagine you uh uh are miracling this on somebody else's turn. Instant speed, two mana board reset. You love instant speed, and you love that, mana efficiency. That draw go, draw go specifically Draco. in like a Nimrus deck. That would be pretty fun. What but about the what issue about, is Nimrus? I don't. It's not like an Amanatu deck where I can consistently manipulate the top of my deck, so I can mystical just tutor. Oh, I don't mystical play tutor. You're playing black. There's no way you're playing this card. What? You could jump through I, the hoops, I, or you could just slam a toxic delusion. Call you could, game, you could right? like, like if you're black, you're even better because you could like vamp tutor it. You can vamp tutor a devastation tide off the top of on top of your library. Miracle it for two mana. Replay your entire uh, hand. You know, yes, or what, what if I dark black, ritual damnation? 
That's two cards, two mana board. But that's wipe. four mana. <laughs> that's the same as it your does, it doesn't deal, it doesn't deal with artifacts. It doesn't deal with enchantments. It doesn't deal with planeswalkers. Which There's by other the things way, than just creatures. Those are those are re relevant, right? Like example, yes. how does Demir deal with an oubliette? Right. Yes, it, it, it's very. Krim, Krim, join I give, me. I will give you that on Nimrus, and like, uh, but other than that, like. I'm still not playing it. Though. I, I don't D. want my board wipe to be a combo, D, right? I don't want to have to D. assemble some combo to board wipe, right? Like I'll, that, even take, yeah. I'll even take. I'll even take a seat. I'll take right? a seat. Like, the miracle is useless, right? I don't want to just randomly board wipe when I draw this card yeah. either, right? I want to control when I board wipe, so. But this is all downside. Even in the decks you listed, Tilver, I can't agree. <laughs> no, like that, that is the, that is the main thing. The fact that it is randomly two mana. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I can get Or down. you need to be in a good enough spot that you can manipulate your miracle cards to board wipe, right? Like, if you're already that ahead, like, do you really need to board wipe, right? So. What do you mean? You mystical tutor and then you just board wipe for two mana. <laughs> and like I mean, mystical uh, tutor blasphemous uh, act. <laughs> like a mystical tutor. But then you don't get rid of the artifacts or enchantments of the planeswalkers. Isn't it pretty bad if you're not? This board wipe. If you're not mirror clearing it, it's pretty bad though, right? At five mana, aren't there yeah. like a lot of better that's, options? Well, yeah, that's why I put it as a B because it's really good in decks that can miracle it consistently. And if a certain exact board state happens, <laughs> that's no, like not an exact board. What do you mean exact board state? It's the most flexible of them. You have an exact board state is you're you're threatened by just creatures. This is less of an exact board state because you actually, if you're threatened by artifacts or enchantments, this actually balances it. Uh, so I disagree. <laughs> Plus, you don't always want to bounce all your non-creatures. That's the other thing. Like, I, I run into that with some white rats that destroy all non-land permanents. Like, a uh, hour of whatever the white one is. I, those names are so weird. But, like, I don't play that very much because I don't want to bounce all or blow up all of my artifacts and enchantments. So, that's going to be well, a drawback, maybe, maybe you shouldn't run any creature board wipes in a creature <laughs> that because sometimes you don't want to blow up all your creatures. I don't know, Seth. Maybe <laughs> we just shouldn't run board wipes at all. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I don't, on. I don't mind blowing up my own stuff, but I, I just think that you never have card, creatures. This, this I mean, was too I, much but, of a reach for me. I can't agree. I can't even strive to see. That seems wrong. We're moving on. <laughs> Who's, whose turn is it? It it would okay. Was that you? I just went. I think it's no, no, okay. Or I read. I read that one. I read. That okay, one, this right? is Krim. Please. Okay, then. Perfect. So then that means. Uh, that up next we have Devastation Tide. Or no, no, sorry, uh, <laughs> Consuming Tide. The other Tide, the better one. Um, okay, so Consuming Tide is actually new. Uh, it's two blue, blue, and it just came from Crimson Vow. Each player chooses a non-land permanent they control. Return all non-land permanents not chosen this way to their owner's hands. Then you draw a card for each opponent who has more cards in their hand than you. This card I think is severely underrated. Um, and it's a very, very powerful card that is bouncing, leaving everybody yes with their best permanent. But oftentimes, I can probably work that to my advantage, right? Because it's only one single thing on the board that's left. And on top of that, bouncing an enchantment, uh, an artifact, or a bunch of things that Demir does struggle with is big. And then on top of that, drawing me cards, I love that. So I, I just think all are, and it's also fairly costed. It is four mana. Oftentimes, I am using this, and I am always happy. I have been very happy every time I played it. Even when we filmed, like, a Commander Clash where, you know, we y'all had a bunch of ETBs. I didn't mind it. Whatever. You can ETB it again. But you have to play it all again and leave it. And it was just – it was an all-around great, well-costed card. So you gave it a B 
and the rest of us gave it a C. I just want to throw it out there. I I'm skeptical of rats that leave behind everyone's best thing. I will say, be they blue or white or whatever color, like. I haven't got a chance to play with this much because it's new. I don't think I've actually cast it once. My worry is you cast this at sorcery speed, you leave everyone's best thing, and they all just smack you to death with it. Like, sometimes you need to reset the board to stay alive, and I feel like this isn't necessarily going to get the job done every time. Although I do like that it can potentially draw you cards, uh, which is a nice little bonus, but I'm skeptical of leaving a thing behind and letting your opponent choose the thing replaces itself potentially it's sorcery speed yeah. <laughs> you better hope you draw into like a tongify <laughs> to get rid a of real rash you want to get rid of like... but uh, like we don't want to bounce all of our stuff right and sometimes i only need one thing to stay this this feels like exactly that sweeper right i am resetting the board and i only need to deal with one thing right from everybody's board and or usually if i'm casting this that means y'all have gone too too far ahead in the game and you know i'm nobody will even be that mad anyways i want to do your best thing so i almost thought this was a good card like i was like okay it's like blue single combat but like why would you ever play single combat like you don't play you only play it in voltron decks but single this bounces on my equipment cards. <laughs> this bounces off my equipment, so like, this doesn't do anything for me, right? So I think your board wipes need to actually wipe the board. And yes, it's good that you draw cards, but you're probably digging for another board wipe to finish the job because you you did it you didn't do it correctly, right? So no, no, I don't see, I don't need a full sweep. Okay, but it's also sorcery <laughs> speed. Why do you like it if it's sorcery speed? Uh, it's four mana, it bounces everything, and it draws me cards. <laughs> But pretty it doesn't bounce everything. everything. It pretty much bounces everything and leaves only one thing behind. Except the that best is actually... thing that they don't want bounced. <laughs> if if you got to choose what they got to keep, I would be like, oh, this yeah, is 100% really good. But like, yeah. if they get to Me... choose, and yeah, like what deck <clears throat> wants this? Probably Voltron. And like Richard said, you're losing your Voltron pieces. I don't play it in creature decks unless it's like a tempo deck or a flash deck, but I love it in my control decks because then mm. I can usually leave my lock piece on board. Hmm. So you wouldn't. <laughs> so in a in a control deck, you wouldn't rather have a hard reset like whatever devastation tide or something like got everything. You'd rather um, like if you had to choose. I, yeah, because I get to draw cards. I get to replace itself, right? As opposed to Devastation Tide where I have to spend all that mana and then not get anything back, randomly sweep for two mana. And if that if it if it were consistently two, I'd love that. But the fact that uh let, let's just assume that I'm not miracling Devastation Tide, that's five mana, doesn't replace itself. Uh and once again, I like that I get to leave my own thing. Let's say a planeswalker or 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 like an ensnaring bridge or something like that. So that means yeah. great. Yeah, like now a maze of it, a propaganda ensnaring bridge or something. I could see why you would cast this. But it's good in specific decks and it draws you cards. <laughs> it's great. Uh, we've seen it's only so actually yeah, we can't spoil mana. it consistently. We've seen Krim cast this. I'm going to say the results were not too impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Dude, Dude, I, number, I don't. I don't want. I don't want because this will go up before Commander Clash. Yeah, this, this goes, goes, I don't uh, want to spoil okay. it, but I was not impressed him. when you cast this. <laughs> I was very I, impressed, especially with what I drew. I think you were impressed because I was the tribe I was playing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because you left some I, very tasty things on the battlefield. Yeah, so. I, I was gonna say I was impressed because I got to keep my consecrated sphinx or whatever it was. So like, I was cool with it. <laughs> See, I had the spoilers. <laughs> oh. 
Just kidding. All right. We're dodging <laughs> spoilers by moving to the next card. <laughs> uh, next card. We got Engulf the Shore. This is a four mana blue instant um, that says return, uh, return to their owner's hands all creatures with toughness less than or equal to the number of islands you control. And that took me a, a while to, to actually read that properly. Um so this card, essentially, instant speed is really nice. It's essentially, it like, if you Say compare it, it to Evacuation, Evacuation oh, is five mana return all creatures, no no strings attached. This is four mana instant return all creatures, toughness lessen or equal to the number of islands you control. So there is a stipulation, there's a restriction. However, that restriction is probably going to be met pretty easily in, like, a mono blue deck or, like, a two-color deck that, like, Runs basically almost all blue. Um, I like it, but I only like it in specific decks. Like, I think it gets a lot worse outside of mono blue. Like, some two-color decks that are super blue heavy can still run it. Uh, but the restriction is pretty real. Um, it doesn't always bounce everything, I've found to my dismay. Uh, but I do like it in two specific decks. Um, sea Monsters, which... <laughs> Definitely is a B worthy just by itself, and I stand by that because you know you seven sevens or whatever probably not going to be bounced by the engulf the short. Usually you're going to be picking off the smaller creatures with it, especially if you're in like a Simic or a Demir version of Sea Monsters as well, where you can actually use the fact that you're not bouncing everything to your advantage. Um, I also like it in Blink decks. Again, this is a way to reset the board. Is in a mono, like a blue heavy one, like Thassa, for example. I think it's Thassa Deep Dwelling. I think this is a fantastic card for that that deck as well. Because you're a blink deck, you want to have ways to reset the board at instant speed. Maybe protect your board from a board wipe. Or if you're being attacked for a whole bunch of damage, you can stop that very quickly. And then you can redeploy, get all those into the battlefield triggers again with your creatures. So I think it's good in those two archetypes a lot. Uh, but you have to be mono blue heavy and uh, blah, 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 blah. We had the ratings at B's across the board. We actually agreed with everything. <laughs> what? Richard, did you, did you, you, you had an A. Did you ninja downshift it? Oh, no, Krim downshifted. <laughs> I, I, I shifted. I downshifted because. Did Richard, did we you were, change it? No, no, it would have been me. It would have been me. All okay. y'all were B. I had an A, but the thing here is okay, I love it because it's instant speed. But yes. if we're saying that it's obviously once you we're looking at these board wipes in a broader scope, so not just in a mono blue deck, I cannot justify this in any deck that is not mono blue. Yeah. So so I that's mean, why I bumped it down to it to a B because it is very good in a mono blue deck. Doesn't matter which ver what deck it is, I will always play it in a mono blue deck. My clone deck, it's amazing because then I'm able to bounce all my clones back, clone other things. So this this is a staple in a mono blue deck. And it's instant speed, once again. Mm. Oh, God, I love that word, instant. So, Outside I, of that, it's terrible. This is a this is a strong B. We've had some debate over, like, is this a C? Is this a B? Does C creatures count? Do they see enough play to count yeah. as a B? This is, the, the B here is, you're playing a lot of islands. So, essentially, like Grim said, any mono blue deck, I think this is, like, pretty close to evacuation level. Maybe, maybe better than evacuation if you're playing playing mono blue with a bunch of islands, but that's the pinch. Once you get to two colors, this is kind of just unplayable. Yeah, so this is my top two non-cyclonic rift cards, Evacuation and Golf, but I think the stock of this card is actually going down over time. I am playing less and less islands every day with MDFCs, with Lost Veils, with Vesuvas, Thespian Stages, <laughs> with, uh, oh, what, what, what do I, Feel of the Dead? 
right? Like you're just playing less and less islands now, right? There's like no reason to play islands anymore. So I think evacuation is better, but this is solid. This is, I think, one of the ones you, you can go tell for. Richard hasn't played against enough mm-hmm. back to basics decks. <laughs> We, got, we, we like gotta back to normalize back to basics. All right, that's that's my my opinion on a few. I fully events. agree. I fully agree. <laughs> there's too I'm not even utility. Urza yeah. Saga. There's too many utility colorless lands you need to be playing nowadays, right? So it the stock is going down, but this used to be one of the best ones, and I think it's still pretty good. So I, I do agree with the B. I still stand by that it's good in two color sea monsters. Because like then then yeah you're not bouncing everything but if you bounce power like toughness four or less you know like that's good because then your sea monsters stick around and then you break the symmetry that way. Well, I feel like it's just so inconsistent. Like a more now, right? Like that's a finisher as opposed to a board one. If you're behind, yeah. this thing does nothing, right? Like if you're, you can't bounce anything, and you're dying, <laughs> right? But if your sea monsters, you're de facto behind. You have to use board resets to, to catch up. But you don't have enough lands to wipe the board because you're playing two color sea monsters. Well, what is Plus, the second color? If it's black, then you just have damnation, toxic deluge. Plus, you have Whelming Wave. B, yes. B tier Whelming yeah. Wave for your well, sea you, creatures. Well, you run both. Whelming Wave would be like S tier in the C tier. If, like if I go sea deck, monsters, so. I'm running at least four board resets. At least. Because That's it? The, the, the tribe is so slow. Like yeah. Seven. But if but if you're two but colors, you're gonna die. I'm, not totally gonna die. I'm not even kidding. But you're yeah. going to die. You have nothing to attack me so with. So you're, you're, if you're board. behind and you do one of these bouncing board wipes, you'll still be behind when everyone deploys their board, right? You don't No, because I have my Kraken still. The whole thing is my Krakens are sticking around. I want asymmetrical board wipes with my Kraken deck, with my Sea Monster deck. So yeah, that's why I like it. <laughs> Toma really likes Sea Monsters. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never seen a place. I feel like I feel like the the honor of Sea Monster Tribal. Everybody, everybody who loves Sea Monster Tribal, this is a sea I need monster to stand up for them. List. All How of our viewers do with Sea Monster Tribal. <laughs> sea Monster stands unite. We have to take down the, the tyrannical I, 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 Richard. Okay, how about this? I believe you, <laughs> but I just don't see enough Sea Monsters. There's dozens of us. There's dozens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on, I guess. Uh, the next one is... Uh, Richard, take it away. <laughs> All right, Crush the Tentacles, six mana, uh, and it has a surge cost of five. Return all non-land permanents to the owner's hand. If it was surged, uh, make an 8-8 blue octopus creature token. Uh, I have it as a C. You all have it as a B. Good luck surging this. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, you need to surge it, which... Sounds simple, but like you gotta hold like that ponder this whole game to ponder crush the tentacles, right? And for the upside of making an eight eight, I don't think it's worth it. I'd rather just play, you know, normal card because this is at least a six mana uh, bounce, right? Like if you can surge one, and if you can't surge one, uh, it's way more. So I'd rather just play lower CMC wipes than muck around to try to get an octopus. But it is really good in Sea Monster Tribal Tomer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. 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 <laughs> that is. That was actually why I have it as a B, because it's an octopus. If you're playing octopus tribal, boom. Creature synergies. I, I do think this leaving a body behind is pretty relevant. Break I, symmetry. I, like like, but, like but the you big body play, that it leaves behind. So if your surge card is like a creature, then this is like nonsense. You got to like play the creature and <laughs> surge to crush the tentacles and bounce your own creature, right? So the surge, the, the card you're triggering surge with needs to be an instant or sorcery for you not to go backwards. Or have an enter enter the battlefield effect. Yeah, ETB. Yeah, Muldrick. I, I, blue is really I, good at I would play this in a multicolored uh, deck that has an ETB style effect. So 
and and this is like the primetime card for that kind of deck too. So I, I I do think that Crush of Tentacles has a place in a good uh small corner of the market, not just sea monsters. <laughs> not that they're bad. All right, we we've established that yes, <laughs> all the mono blue is killer in sea monster world. We bring out the advocates. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for sea all world, sea monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can can I, I I will venture one more deck that it's good not just sea monsters which is to, to help defend the bee because apparently sea monsters isn't good enough for a bee these days. Um, <laughs> Brutaclad Telcore Engineer, which is a pretty popular is it commander. Uh, it's focused on tokens. Um, you would no, you bounce everything and then like you play Brutaclad later on, assuming you still have your eight eight big old token. And since it's a token, you can choose you can turn your other tokens into eight eight in, into a copy of it with Brutaclad. That's what Brutaclad loves. Brutaclad loves big tokens that you can turn your other tokens into. It is one of the biggest tokens you can get, you know? Um, I don't know if there's like a populate deck in blue. I think they're usually like Celesnia or Naya. But if you have ways of populating an 8 token, that's like one of the best tokens you can populate. So I like in both of those as well. But sea mo- it's sea monsters. Crush a ten- it's a- you gotta put it in flavor sea wise. It's there. Yeah, like I mean, like if, you, if if you're not playing this in a sea monsters deck, you're failing the flavor. It's an S. It's an S in sea monsters. It's S in sea monsters. It averages yes. out to B. B for bananas. I don't know. Um, next, <laughs> next up, next. we we have Coastal Breach, seven mana sorcery returns all non-land permanents to their owners' hands, and it has Undaunted, so it costs one less to cast for each opponent. So if you have three opponents rather than seven, it's going to be down to four. Uh, as far as rankings, we got C's across the board except for me. I got it at a D. I don't know why you'd ever play this card. Uh, if we're going to rank Devastation Tide as a D, this has to be a D. Like, uh, Isn't this just like way worse than it's still sorcery speed? You maybe get a one mana discount, except Devastation Tide. You can potentially get a three mana discount thanks to Miracle. I don't get it. I don't understand why this would be anything but a D, but why, why are we seeing with this card? I, I'm very close to a D with you, and I, it wouldn't take me that much of a, a nudging to get to a D, but <laughs> the only reason why I have it as a C is because the illusion of the fun that it can have. <laughs> it's like, because look, there's more people at the table. This can cost less. I guess it's if you're playing eight player commander or something, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> if you're one yeah, of those yeah, weird play groups. Free, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it would never be free. At least be one. But yeah, like, okay, this is like very, very much so a D. But the fact that it has the random mana reduction and it could cost four as opposed to on average being five, like it has a higher average of costing four than than, you know, then, uh, then, like you know, devastation tide probably costing two. I but other, I'm, other I'm close to putting this to a B actually somehow uh-huh. while you guys are skewing down. So this what? is four four mana unconditional bounce everything, yes. right? Which actually the rate that's like the best rate you can get right at sorcery in blue. The effect is kind of mad, but it's unconditional, right? So if we're saying something like doesn't draw cards. It doesn't. It doesn't draw cards. It's not instant speed. It doesn't draw but it cards. It doesn't let you cheat out of omniscience. Uh, it's not asymmetrical. 
this it, is the one that you think are gonna pump up. Isn't Richard? isn't Devastation Tide just better though? When no, Devastation Tide just yeah. Miracle yeah. Tide want, is better. Right? It's like just randomly down. miracling, right? You guys were too. Consuming oh. Tide is better. Consuming Tide is so much better. <laughs> you can it's also miracle it. Poor. You can miracle Devastation Tide at instant speed. But it's <laughs> it's the best thing that does cards. this. Right? Four mana sorcery, unconditional. It's like this is yeah. like. The, I mean, is that enough to make it? Like Richard, how can we Richard, say I, you know what else is four mana and <laughs> unconditional? Like, consuming tide. I mean, like, well, well, always four mana. Least like, interesting <laughs> board wipe on the entire okay, list. This is like tide. <laughs> this is like the vanilla you of ice cards. cream flavors. This is like this is like if you go to a burrito place and you say, "I just want beans." Hold the everything. That's what you want. That's though, right? what when you're you want a board wipe. For. You need it to be as efficient as possible and to do what Where's you want it to do. Spice? You don't want it to be like drawing cards and being your win con because you won't be able to snap it off when you need to, right? Where's the spice? Uh, but it's I still feel, just a bounce, though. <laughs> it's still just a bounce. And Devastation Shine is one more mana. I feel like the the upside of being able to miracle it makes up for the one more mana on the front side. And we're we're also treating this as if you have three opponents like once someone's yeah. dead then it is literally yeah, devastation right. tied without miracle and then with two players dead it's really expensive All so right. you've convinced me it's c i okay, okay. i was gonna try to be positive and get some more playable <laughs> board wipes here i'm still working on that one um, unplayable. i actually run it in a better. single deck only run it in a single deck otherwise it's absolutely i will never i've never run it otherwise there's there's one mm. enchantment that i think Krim really likes or would really like. It's called Warp Devotion, and I did I, I a budget love, deck tech on warp it. Devotion. Yeah, it's a three mana black enchantment that says whenever a permanent is returned to a player's hand, that player discards a card. So you put that on the battlefield, and suddenly your bounce spells they get really tasty. <laughs> that <laughs> so they you do. Co- you close the fire, see it. They put all their stuff back into the hand. They don't have to discard that much, and it's like. Mm. And, <laughs> and you, for, you forgot to mention the most important part. It's white bordered. Oh, you, you could get a white border, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put it in there. I don't know. I, I like it. Oh, oh, we have the next one is my favorite card of the bunch. Who's, who's been, saying it? I've been I... waiting for this. I, yeah. I think it's Richard. No, Krim. <laughs> Richard, go for I just it. Went... Yeah, oh. no, no, it's it's it's. Uh, we can let Tolbert describe his favorite card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go you, ahead, you can go okay, ahead and okay, take okay, this one. I'll take okay, the one okay, after, okay. anyways. Okay, okay. So my favorite card of the list that I've been I've been talking about and hyping up for who knows how long. I think like two years at least at this point. This is one of my one of my favorite budget board wipes on the entire list, and it's something that I keep jamming and I keep gotcha-ing people with it all the time, and yet it still doesn't get any respect. No respect. Uh, this is Fade Away. This is a three mana blue sorcery uh, for each creature. That creature's controller pays one or sacrifices a permanent. So imagine this, if you will. So okay. So first, first, uh, the rating I put it as an A, as it deserves. Crib and Richard D, and Seth as is a it B. Deserves. D- <laughs> I mean, here, here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. All right. So picture this, if you will. Your opponents have a lot of creatures on the battlefield. You do mm. not have many creatures. Maybe you have one. Maybe you have zero. Maybe you have like two. Whatever. You know. You pay three mana. And then suddenly, if they have, like, I don't know, a board state of a lot of creatures, could be six, could be ten, could be even more if they're a token deck. For each one of those, they got to pay one or they got to sacrifice something. Now, 
when I whatever I've casted this a lot. And I've got I I you on Commander Clash, you all on Commander Clash have seen this casted a lot. And I would say it overperforms for three mana every single time. Like, yes, you don't have to if you can't pay the one. You don't have to sacrifice that creature. You can sacrifice anything. It could be a land. Usually it's like they'll, they'll sacrifice excess lands if they have it. But you're still sacrificing something. Like the best case scenario. I mean, the worst case scenario for this is like the opponent has like is loaded on treasure tokens and they sacrifice that or something. And then it's not that great. I mean, you got rid of their or treasures. Playing green. Or the, well, uh, yeah, you, but you still get rid of a bunch of their lands. Like I cast it. I cast it on stream last week. Uh, it was a week from from when this goes up, at least, and it was again a blowout. I've cast it on Commander Kasha Buns. I think it's done very well every single time. Three mana, three mana for this. It can't like it, it's so easy for you to build around it. You just have you just play it in a deck that doesn't have a lot of creatures in it, and you just it's three mana, it's three <laughs> mana. It's like it's under a dollar. It's under a dollar, <laughs> and it's so cool. And it makes them sacrifice. It gets around indestructible. It permanently gets rid of stuff. Seth loves that, even though. He he. Uh, oh, wait, he put it as a B. That's amazing. I, All right, I, I, I have it. A, okay, okay. I have it at a B, but not for any of the reasons you have it as a B. On. I have it as a B, even though I think it's pretty bad, purely because I play on Magic Online. And uh, one of the tricks of Magic Online that people do is they they tap out so they can be lazy and just like pass through their turns without doing anything. So this card is actually really good in Magic Online, Commander, because you get the people who lazily tap all their lands for no reason and then they can't pay for it. It's a little it's a little dirty, but uh, but it it does actually it does work really well on the on the Magic Online meta. As far as being actually a good card, my experience has been watching you cast it and people sacking a couple lands and then murdering you. That is that's what I remember <laughs> yeah, of seeing that's this. That's what I also cast. remember. Someone wonders why he dies first all the time. He just keeps casting fade away. <laughs> like he can't deal with the board. Our KO answer fade away again. Uh... It's three mana, it's such value. I do I do legitimately like that this is the only other card that can permanently kill things. If it was you have to sack Good. the creature. I think it would be really powerful. I think it would be much more powerful. But the fact that it's Commander, we live in a world where a lot of decks have treasure tokens. You got curses. You got Dockside. Like, isn't you don't run into that too much when you're playing this? That you have a lot of opponents who just have kind of like useless stuff they can sacrifice and it does nothing. No, Didn't you just? Like, you got like you one, also one token, said right? consuming tide is like a C, yeah, right? How can consuming tide be worse? <laughs> consuming tide well you're you're living in christmas land where people people just automatically okay if they don't have any mana up like and yeah if you're getting them on moto sure whatever (laughs) you you got them but uh outside of those situations this first off like it only deals with creatures whereas consuming tide bounces everything gets it all off the board and leaves them with their best thing Oftentimes, I will just pay the mana to keep the one I want, right? And and at way less of a cost. And you didn't draw any new cards, by the way, just stating that part. And then, like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I can't see how this is better than Consuming Tide. But you lose so many permanents for three mana. So for years, I've been trying to play this card, right? So every every week, Tomer's like, Richard, I want to do a fadeaway short. It's like, Richard, how about budget commander fadeaway? Okay, Richard, top 10 underplayed blue cards fadeaway. So every time I build a blue deck, I'm like, okay, is this the chance for fadeaway? And I put it in my deck and I think, 
And I'm like, nah, get it out. <laughs> you don't give it a shot. That's why you haven't been, you I've haven't been you basking in the glory. Like, We've all been there. People yeah. will just sack one or two lands and keep their most valuable things and then go to town. Like it doesn't, it just like thins out the garbage, right? But like, that's not why you were board wiping to begin with, right? So consuming tide, I think, is way better. And I didn't even think that was playable. So I'd rather play consuming well, let, tide let's, before let's, I Let's slow game. there, okay? Let's slow it down there, right, Richard? <laughs> right? They're like, I got a Sun Titan and a sword or something. I sack two lands and I just smack you and get everything back, right? Like, it doesn't wipe what you want to wipe, right? Now, if you have like, a, like something that prevents sacrificing or something, then maybe you can combo this into something useful, right? Or you had consuming tide, you, they'd have to choose the titan or the sword, right? <laughs> that, that, that's the, better than this, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. That's uh, that's good I enough for swear. me. <laughs> and the other thing is, Tomer, like, I don't even know if budget's that much of an upside. Just looking at the list of cards we're talking about, Cyclonic Rift is expensive, but like. Most of these cards are pretty cheap, so I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know if you can argue that it's a good budget choice because <laughs> I, I, you can be I, playing really Whelming like Wave or Ether Spouts or any of these other cards we're talking about. I, I really like it in Creature Light decks, and it's also very splashable, so it's not even restricted as a blue. No joke, I think it's it's very good. This I think is it's like very good. You agitate everyone without doing anything, right? You're like, oh, I just yeah, made you sack you all my tokens, and then I'll use like my remaining beefy creatures to no. burn you because you just annoyed it's me. So much of a non-factor, I'm not even agitated. I just I felt like you just paid three mana. All right, all right, I'll get you. I'll get you. I don't there. even you'll, have creatures, you'll, you'll so I, maybe that's why I don't care. I know for Krim, it's not very good against Krim. I'll, I'll admit that because Krim doesn't play creatures, and he never untap. He never taps out, but. Even in my like creature 90% decks, of the I don't time. tap out. <laughs> but like in my paper decks, like ninety percent of my decks are tap out decks. Like they just they just tap Wouldn't out. You'd like, rather just play like a blasphemous act or a toxic deluge and not deal with any of this You're punisher blue. mechanic, right? Or a consuming tide. Then play yeah. all the other blue ones we talked about. <laughs> no, these all can't the get rid of creatures for three mana. But for two but this can't get rid of creatures instance. though. That's the thing. How, <laughs> that, let me ask you, Tomer. Let me ask you. How many times have you? How many times have you actually killed a creature with this? Let alone all the creatures Pretty with this. Often. Like, like if you if you have a bunch of creatures and you have, you have like ten creatures, what are you gonna do? You're gonna sacrifice ten lands? Probably not. I'll sacrifice. You're gonna, you're gonna keep okay. like the two six creatures, terrible creatures, and You'll then. Keep, the, but then I got rid of a huge chunk of your board for for three mana. But you and it's like if they were so the terrible, goal. you wouldn't have played them. The goal them. was to catch up, <laughs> right? <laughs> what you ended up was everyone just kept their best things, and you're still behind, and you spent a card at three mana. <laughs> I, I, I... Consuming you know Tide drew cards, by the way, just saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to convince you other than to get you with it. I'll get you with it. Don't you worry. I'll get you with it. Fine, we'll move on. What's the next one? I had to let uh, you know Tomer go for that one, but you know I had to talk about this card. All right, so it's Etherize. You've seen this because now they've put this in a lot of, like it's reprinted tons of times. It's in a bunch of different decks. It's three in a blue instant speed, by the way. Return all attacking creatures to their owner's hand. So usually you just kind of pants one person with this because unless for some odd reason multiple people are attacking at once. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think this card is pretty sweet as a, at a B. I rate this at a B because the instant speed, it's only four mana and you're bouncing all... like It does have a little bit of a drawback in that, yeah, like maybe the best creature or something that has like this static effect like let's, that's just sitting on the board they're not going to attack with, right? Other than that, you bounce a ton of stuff for four mana. 
And I like that at instant speed. It the rest only gets of us gave person. it C's, by the way. Yeah, it only it gets one person. I, I, I think of this like a super fog almost. It's like a fog that it fogs is. for a couple turns because you got to make someone recast their stuff. So I think it's powerful. And I think you also get a lot of value out of talking about it. <laughs> We've had a lot of like <laughs> non-attacks because of the fear of the Aether Eyes on Commander Clash. So I think You only cast like once ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it hardly ever gets like cast. But people definitely play around the possibility of it being cast because it's an instant. So I do think it has value, but I I have it more as a C. Like it, I think it's fine, but a lot of times I'd rather have something that resets everyone board rather than just pantsing the one person. Unless you have white, then you can settle a wreckage and then shadow realm them pretty much. I think my problem with this card is that too often I'll be like in a deck that like I think it, it's probably best in a Drago deck where you're always having four untapped mana. But if your deck isn't designed to always consistently have four untapped mana up, then you're basically kind of like waiting for your opponents to go all in to swing at you to get to to get them with it. And while that is like a very entertaining play, it's just like it's just like I sometimes I would just really I need to deal with a threat and I can't wait for it to just attack me randomly. Like that's anybody. so situational. I mean, there's so. it, it's great for Krim decks because Krim's going to leave four man open anyway. But yes. there is a cost to passing and leaving this up if you don't have other things you can do because maybe you don't get attacked and then you just wasted four mana and kind of like skipped your turn for no no value. So I think it does work. It, uh, it's best in decks like Krim plays the draw go decks with a lot of things you can do on your opponent's turns. I generally just run instant speed removal. Like if if I'm afraid of somebody attacking me with a big thing that I need to deal with, then I'd rather just have like a Pongify in my hand because if they're not attacking me and I still need to deal with a creature, then I can still deal with it whenever I want to, right? So yeah, that's, that's features only you want to remove that are not creature. attacking you. So I think engulf, uh, engulf and evacuation. Like it's worth the tax of having the mana base or paying one more to actually be able to consistently do this. But this I, is a funny meme. It is a funny I, I do I, I think that, once again, you, it has to be stated, the creatures do not have to be attacking They have to attack you. someone. Yes. They have to attack yes. someone. But like, if that somebody's is like, relevant. If somebody's going to, like, I, mean, I don't know, is, is a deck that doesn't even care about attacking and is going to win through other means, like a combo or something, right. I want ways to affect their board without <laughs> needing them to attack uh, first. But I think fully, I think entertainment value, it's really good. Like, I think I think... I think Aether Rise is one of one of my favorite cards in in terms of Commander Clash because I think it's always enter entertaining to see somebody have it in their deck because it leads to really cool moments. So I would rate it higher for that. We have another card, though, that is very similar to Aether Rise. So we kind of bunch it together. Uh, Aether Spout. Yeah. And that's... that's I love this card. That's, Krim, you say it too, actually. Ha! <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> what does it do? okay. I okay, so who, Ether, who was on, Ether so. Spouts is three and two blue instant speed again for each attacking creature. Its owner puts it on top or the bottom of their library. This is awesome. <laughs> I I love this card too because this one doesn't put it into their hand. It puts it either on top of their deck or on the bottom of their deck, so they can't just replay it. So you, if they really want their creature, you know what their next draw is going to be. And if you're playing something, let's just say like Rogues, where I know I'm going to mill the top of their library, that's even better. So they'll they'll put the things that they perceive that they'll be drawing, and then I'll just go ahead and mill them out or mill the top Jeez. batch of cards. So 
I think I think there's a lot of fun to this card, and it's great in like little tempo decks. You have it as an A. I have it as a B. And Richard and Seth have it at C's. And I like this one a lot more, actually. I agree with you, Krim. Like, you raise it up a bit. I raise it up a bit. The difference between Aetherize and Aether Spouts is one mana. I think I think you're only going to be running these cards either way in a deck that can consistently hold up four mana. You know, like a draw ghost style deck. I wouldn't really run it outside of that. And the difference between one and two mana in a deck that re- reliably keeps up all of its mana anyway uh, isn't so big of a deal for me. Um, and either spouse is just backbreaking because it's, it, it, it causes severe card disadvantage to your opponents because instead of putting it back to their hand, you're denying them card draw for it, or you're removing it if they put it into the, into the bottom of their library. So I think it's, it's a far more, uh, I, I don't know the word potent form of removal because it's not just balance. It's like actual removal. It's removing the top cards of their library or the, they're the next draws or it's, uh, you know, putting a in well, the bottom, it's which doing is the both. That kills them. It's removing the draw and the board, right? Yeah. So that that's pretty major. Yeah. So I will I will I, run this in a Drago deck. I never play it for some reason. For some reason, I don't know if I forget about it, but for some reason, I occasionally play Ether Eyes. I never play Ether Spouts, and I guess I don't know why. I I think I don't know. I guess I don't play Drago decks and. Five mana is tough to leave up. If you're not playing Drago, like I can kind of see an argument for four mana in a non-Drago deck, even though even that's painful with Ether Eyes. Five mana, though, boy, that's just a lot of mana to leave up if you don't have something else to do with it. Yeah, it's just slightly better Ether Eyes, or maybe it's like debatable, like whether you want to pay that one mana for basically hosing the person you're casting it on, but it's too conditional for me, right? Like you have to wait for combat. Uh, if you're playing creatures, you I guess you can deploy your creatures and hold up five mana, so that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's just too conditional. Like I'd rather just play something non-conditional, right? Like I don't want to sit here and wait for you to attack me or goad you into attacking me <laughs> to then just play the subpar board wipe, right? Like I just play whatever blue or red or white board wipe <laughs> I have anyway, right? And this doesn't deal with non-creatures, so I don't know. It's just meh. Like I, I, you can play it if you have specific use cases but i don't think it's that good in a generic deck i think like if you're if you have this up plus you also have you know counter magic plus you also have instant speed draw so it's like you know if i get attacked i'll use my other spouse if i get if i if there's somebody tries to cast a game winning spell i'll counter it if not either of those things happens i'm just going to draw some cards like i feel like those are the decks they're gonna love this. Also, I just and love how backbreaking it is. Yeah, it it really is. And of course, uh, if you're playing like a rogue deck, you'll usually have tons of things like rogue class, Gaunti, uh, Siphon Insight. So oftentimes, you could probably have an idea of what I'm doing here. So like something where I'm gonna draw this off the top of your deck. Yeah, but if you have synergies with it, I think it gets better. Um, all right, moving on, we got. A card that I played a bunch back in the day, but I feel like it's kind of just gotten fallen out of favor a little bit. This is Washout. It's a uh, three and a blue sorcery that says return all permanents of the color of your choice to their owner's hands. Um, so basically, if you, you you choose a color and then everybody who has a permanent of that color uh, will put it back to their hand, including like multicolor spells. So if you choose green, then every single green card or multicolor green card uh, goes to their hand. And it will also hit, you know, colored artifacts. It will Tomer also hit... how how I'm using this card. <laughs> enchantments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also Warp Devotion. I mean, 
beauty. Yeah. But but also uh it, it's Four mana sorcery for for a a very like asymmetrical balance, which is very tantalizing. But I, I know from personal experience, I played this a lot, and I've, I've had a lot of blowout moments. It's a very cool card. Um, but these days, I will probably only run it in like like I liked it in Blind Seer, the gimmick <laughs> deck where you could turn people's permits in the colors you want, and then you could bounce them with washout. But like it's it's like it's. I don't know. There's so many other bounds. That's not a board wipe. Uh, <laughs> I I feel I feel like this was a card that was good maybe a decade ago before Wizards started printing for Commander. Like yeah. now they print a bounce spell every blue Commander deck. Like every year we're getting multiple new mass bounce spells. So I feel like it just. I don't know if it stands up to the test of time at this point. And also, this is a card that kind of hoses one person a lot of the time because you're only getting one color. Uh, and it even has additional restrictions to it because you don't really know what colors people are going to be playing or maybe they're a three-color deck or a five-color deck. So only some of their permanents are a color. Seth, please. So I, I feel like it's even... Uh, but it's even Everybody worse has than, like, green. Everybody <laughs> has green. But not necessarily. You don't know that. So I feel like it has no. the etherized problem. <laughs> We're only hitting on like one person, but even worse. I blindly play Acid Rain, so you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, by the way, C's for me and Krim and Richard gave it D's. Or Richard and Seth gave it D's. Cold, no. like still Do-do. unplayable. Like, yes, if you have a color manipulation deck, you could play this. But even then, I don't even know that this is like one of your better cards. <laughs> <in> your deck, <laughs> right? It's like still kind of questionable, right? So, I mean, if you're playing Blind Seer, you have other problems too. I have- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good deck. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it just creates anti-fund as well, right? It just singles someone out too. So I would say it's still an unplayable. Blind Seer is like the epitome of anti-fund. <laughs> as, as, as someone who has played Blind Seer, if it actually starts working, like it's such a cool idea on paper, but then you get there and like, oh, I just stop people from playing magic. That's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so yeah, Washout is not a... If you see Blind Seer, you should probably hate them out even though they probably can't defend themselves anyway um <laughs> moving on to, to uh, uh, this is a this is a version of washout that i actually like a lot more for mono blue decks uh Ooh. and i was about to read it but it's not my oh, turn it's Richard's I, turn read it <clears throat> wait no it's it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's sorry oh my god turn. i am we got, i am falling oh, apart all good all good inundate <laughs> inundate six mana including three blue mana sorcery Bounce all non-blue creatures. Uh, return all non-blue creatures to their owner's hand. So very expensive, uh, very sorcery speed. But <laughs> if you're mono-blue, it is potentially one-sided. So uh, we have a lot of Cs on this. I think everyone has Cs. Tomer had a B. I bounce back and forth between B and C because I can see an argument if you're some sort of like mono blue aggro or tempo deck where you're going to try to use this to clear the way to one shot kill someone or something that's where i could see this having value but i bounce it down to a c because i don't, honestly don't think i've ever played this card even in my mono blue decks for some reason so so i could see how it could be valuable but i've never actually seen it do its thing actually in uh in person it always seems great in theory and when I add it to the list, even in the mono blue decks, and then I take it out, I was like, no, and, this, this is just too much. It's six like, mana. I don't even think Cyclonic I've ever Rift, five mana. Cyclonic Rift with Overload is one more mana. One yeah. single more mana. And you get all your opponent's non-land permanents, and there's no color restrictions. So. And, of course, consuming Tide is two mana less. Oh, no. <laughs> just saying. And draws cards. <laughs> 
So I, I'll still run it in, in mono blue decks. I don't know. It's asymmetrical in mono blue. Six mana is a lot. It's sorcery. I mean, it, it was better back in the day, obviously. Um, and it's it's gotten a little bit old these days. But you know what? Like, if I'm running a mono blue aggro-y style deck where I don't want to bounce my own stuff, like I'm not a blink deck, I'm going to run this. It's pretty, it's pretty decent. It's not going to hit my stuff. It's going to hit your stuff, usually. I feel Tomer overrates asymmetry because... I love asymmetry. <laughs> like, it's true it's asymmetric, but you need to kill someone, like, right there on that combat, right? So you need to have a giant board. It's not like mm. an overrun where you can do it and kill someone, right? You're just bouncing. And then, From- because you're now arch enemy, you're so far ahead of everyone. Everyone's just going to redeploy their stuff and murder you, right? So this needs to actually end the game when you do some kind of asymmetrical effect like this. And if it doesn't, then you just killed yourself. And I feel this is more of the you killed yourself card. Right, so the, the best case is sea monsters. You have like forty power on the battlefield. You inundate, and then you kill the most threatening person and hope you can deal with the last person. Right? Uh, yeah, I can see that case. But other than that, like you're gonna bounce everything. People play it all back and be upset at you and then kill you. I also think it suffers from the fact that blue just isn't a great creature beatdown color. Like, if this was a, a gruel card or a green Whoa. card, it would kind of be insane. But look at the look at the most played blue creatures. It's like we just about sea and monsters and <laughs> <sighs> yes, I know. Ah, it's, not, it's not, great in sea monsters, sort of. Yes. We're talking about in, whoa, 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 tempo. There's so many good tempo plans. Uh, like but you gotta be, sphinxes. and you even gotta be mono blue because you can't. It's not like you can be blue for counter spells, but then play a bunch of good creatures in another color because then you're gonna bounce them all. So I, I feel like it suffers from its color a little bit too. All right, I'm, I'm. You, you convinced? Confirmed. Me blue just sucks in magic. <laughs> so it I'm gonna back down to see. Watsy, anybody on the design team, buff blue. Give them hardboard wipes. Just give them blue damnation. <clears throat> No, 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 no. All right, all right, all right. This one, this one, though, this one is the one that I'm going to actually convince Richard on. This is, I feel it. How? I feel it. Oh, this wait, is the same exact. We're going to be having this again. Richard, read it <laughs> okay. out for us, Richard. This is it. All right, I got to look up these cards. Hold on. Scourge what? Of fleets. Scourge of Fleets? Seven you mana, Commander six, six. All-Star? When it enters, return each creature your opponent's control with toughness X or less to owner's hand, where X is the number of islands you control. So it's good in Sea Monster Tribal. I agree with you. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Un- unplayable everywhere it. else. <laughs> it's a staple in mono blue. I would look okay, at okay, this okay. Uh, as a mono blue deck. It, it should have this. It this goes in your creature slot, right? So if you have a reason to be playing a 7-mana 6-6 six, six Kraken, this is amazing. I think Scourge of Fleets is probably one of the best blue, like mono blue cards you could be running. Honest, honest to goodness. It costs 7-mana, but... You have to keep in mind a couple things. First of all, it's asymmetrical. It's basically, it's like, it's engulfed the shores, which is four mana instant speed. This is a seven mana, uh, seven mana version of it, but it comes with a six, six Kraken and it's an enter the battlefield trigger. So that means you can blink it to keep getting extra value. If you copy it, like Richard said, you get, you can keep doing it. It's never touching your board. It's just constantly resetting your opponents. It's one of the most devastating. uh, It's one of the best cards in Sea Monster Tribal, obviously, because it's a Kraken. (laughs) Obviously, I need to get that out of the way. Uh, it's a very good reanimate target because, like, if you need to animate a creature that has a board wipe on the stick, you might be uh, a little bit limited on options in terms of in terms of even Demir. I don't know how many Demir creatures you can just ETB thing. Like, usually they're cast triggers, um, like Reaver Demon and whatnot. Uh, so Scourge of Fleets can actually get that done for you. 
Um, the other thing that I really like is not just like see monsters, but also um, like Blinkdex Thassa Deep Dwelling. Uh, it's really good in, and it's really good in clone decks like Orvar the All Form. Orvar, like if you if you have Orvar on the battlefield and you have Scourge of Fleets, you might as well just scoop up at this point because you're never going to have another creature on the battlefield ever again uh, because it's going to keep bouncing all your crap over and over again at instant speed. Um, and they're also six sixes, so they're going to get the job done too. Like not only not only are you getting your board reset, but you're putting a six six on the battlefield. And every single time you're cloning this or copying this or blinking this, you're still getting punched in the face for at least six damage. Um, so that's why I really like it. Like this effect on a creature is is super huge for me. I have it as a B because I think it's good in sea creature decks. <laughs> we're we're back we're back to that again. I don't I don't see yeah. this as a mono blue staple like. It's a lot of mana. It's got the same restriction that we talked about earlier with Engulf the Shore, where you need a lot of islands. Uh, so, yes, there's shenanigans with blinking if you get a ton of islands, but I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's pretty narrow and only good in specific decks. I feel I like I need to get to blue. a podcast topic of you need to run more basics. Like, this is where it's gearing up to. I think everybody's like, my MDFC basics. My MDFC, Tomer. Hey, I have a question really for you good. guys. Let's say there's an eight mana card okay and it's a it's a modal card that says like deal 40 damage to an opponent or wipe the board okay yeah. do you consider that a board wipe because <laughs> i yeah. feel like we, this is like a win con with like a quasi board wipe stuck onto it like you would never put this in your board wipe slot but you would put it as one of your creature slots and it just happens to board wipe sometimes so like if it's over costed but then it does something else that's spectacular like is that a good board wipe or no i think you're running I mean, this for its etb though no yeah, i am like running it for the etb like, yeah it's not like a 2020 but if it was a seven and mana it was just so you're just playing as a straight seven mana like asymmetrical board wipe it's an yeah. asymmetrical board it, wipe it's that you can so abuse good it's etb yeah. yeah, like I'm I'm oftentimes like I play this in my clone deck and it's so good. Like I, I got the uh, whatever. Yeah, but that, that's because your clone steps. synergies are helping you there, right? But if you literally right, had no, no, no but... clone synergies, no blink synergies, you would just slap this in and be like seven mana asymmetrical. Yeah, bounce. well, I mean, originally that's what it is, right? Because it is just a seven mana bounce ETB effect. And the fact that I can clone it doesn't is where I lock the table out. The first one is just to like reset. The, the cloning on it on top is when like, Pretty much the table can't play anything, and that feels good. I'll give you a C. I'll give you a C I, on it. Yes! <laughs> we did it! We got there! It's not stolen unplayable. I mean, there's a lot of use cases it's that Tomer so, laid out that are more than just sea monsters, but I still don't know that I would just put mono this into blue? mono blue decks. Yeah. You got it's great. That's the C. We got the C. We got the C out of Richard. I think it should at least be. I, I think this could be legitimately a B. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, solid I mean, B. Yeah, I like it a little a bit B, more. Right? B, B, yeah, B, yeah, A, yeah. and then C for me. I, I read a lot of basics in my mono blue decks. So. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you did it, Job Tomer. all done. <laughs> Okay. It took on 19 cards, but you did it. We got that. We got you that. You convinced goal me to spend seven mana where I could be playing like one mana for a Blasphemous Act or like three mana yeah. for a Deluge, but seven mana, we're good. We're, we're going to work on the Whelming Wave and, 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 and the true all star of Floodgate, but that will be another time. I'll work you towards the Floodgate eventually. Uh, we're going to cap things off with one last card. Um, and that's going to be one of the, one of the newer cards that we haven't really gotten a chance to play with because they're not it's not available online. I don't think is it. I don't even know actually. 
Uh, this is a perplexing test, uh, and it might be online. It may not be. It's like Schrodinger's thingy because most stuff from Commander sets these days don't show up online. Uh, it's a five mana instant, three and double blue. Uh, it's a moto spell that you get to choose one, return all creature tokens to their owner's hands, and return all non or return all non-token creatures to their owner's hands. So either you're bouncing all creature tokens or you're bouncing all non-token creature tokens. I uh, I gave it a B. Actually, Krim, Seth, and I all gave it Bs. Richard gave it a C. My my uh, take on it is that it's like a staple in token decks. Because I mm-hmm. love its instant speed. It's the same price as Evacuation. But like Evacuation is very bad with tokens because you don't get to return them to your hand. Mm-hmm. They're just effectively destroyed when they leave uh, the battlefield. This is a great way to break the symmetry on that where you're not touching your tokens. Everybody else's stuff gets bounced though. So it's like an Evacuation plus plus for token decks. And tokens are a very popular archetype in commander it's not it's not even more popular than sea monsters i would say <laughs> so any blue <laughs> any i, I got to ask you Trevor, what what are the blue token decks like brudeclad uh, brudeclad are there any Adrix other and nev Adrix and dev is the new one uh there's not a ton that i think that is a mark you against see, it like, Essex or whatever is the other simic one you know you know come on i mean <laughs> it, it's there are lots of decks, but they're not blue usually that's the problem right you can, you can partner it you can come on <laughs> it is it is legitimately awesome in any blue token deck i i think there is an issue that there's not a ton of blue token decks follow but, footsteps like, make tokens you can do the same thing we were talking about in with Inundate, where you can bounce all your opponent's stuff, theoretically, because they're not playing tokens, and then you just smash them with all your tokens, and you keep your stuff alive. So I do really like it in token decks. And it is on Magic Online. I, I looked it up. It, it is one of the rare Commander Precon cards from the last wow. year that is actually on Moto. Well, that's amazing. It's so we can play it in all our blue yet? token decks. Dozens of us. <laughs> I, I think was, I can't put it in the same <laughs> class as evacuation and engulf the shore. It's definitely a peg lower. There's not enough token decks. Like if this was like green or something or white, then I'm like hundred percent. I agree with you, right? But there's just very few blue token decks. So, I think that yeah, means you need decks, to. This card is nuts. I think that well, means you got to bump evacuation up, Richard. <laughs> That's the issue. You need to you need to bump up the other one. If you bump evacuation up to A, what are you going to rank all the like real board wipes, the, the the white ones and the black ones, right? They're all S now because they're like very superior to these blue ones, right? Mm. Yeah, that that is true. Well, except for their sorcery. <laughs> I will true. still I I do not joke about that. I genuinely value instant way evacuation. Higher in- like evacuation has an upside to it in that it's instant the rest of these are like just downsides and you're just coping because you're blue right but yeah. evacuation actually has some kind of point right it's up you know but you know white has route or whatever right like you still have like instant speed in other colors right but the rest of these just cope <laughs> evacuation i can see a use case for <laughs> not consuming tide though that's cool. Fade away. Fade away. That's it's not a pretty card. unique. That's, I don't know. That's a good card. That's just a that's good the, card. That's the one yeah, card Krim makes an exception for for his instant speed rule is somehow yeah, yeah, consuming yeah. tide. Because it, it replaces itself. It's easy to yeah, see how Krim rates cards. It replaces itself. <laughs> I always have to play against three people. So the thing here is I have to have to assume that I can keep up with them. And it replacing itself is big. <laughs> 
All right, we got to round it out. So top three. So normally our top three are all S classes, uh, but today we're gonna have to dig deep. What are our top? I think I think our top three non-cyclonic riffs just to keep it a little bit spicy. Because obviously non-cyclonic riffs. I only have two. Okay, you guys go first. You're gonna have to dig deep. Let me find one. Dig deep, Richard. Let me find one. Easy. All right, Richard. We'll come back to you then. So cyclonic riff is obviously everybody's top one, and it's not even close. So we're just gonna skip that. What's what's two, three, and four for you, Seth? Uh, so so I only had two. I had one S tier, Psychonic Earth, two A tiers, and then a bunch of B tiers. So uh, Curse of Sign, Evacuation, one and two, probably with Evacuation on top. For my third one, I think I'm going to go Engulf the Shore. I think that's I think that's number three for me, the one B tier that makes the list. Mm-hmm. Krim, how are you feeling um. about it? Well, so my two A's, I got to go with them. I got to go with Evacuation, and I got to go with Ether Spallets, and then I'm going to go Consuming Tide as my B. <laughs> <laughs> as as the top one, right? Yeah, as, uh, sorry, yes. Yeah. As as the top one. B first, and then the two right, A's. Right, right, right. Okay, for, for me, I, I really, really like uh, my Scourge of Fleets. I really like my Fade Away, and... <laughs> I, I I was gonna say floodgate because it's not even on the list, so I can't say it. Uh, I don't know; they're all so good. Um, uh, Engulf the shores. Yeah, that tides. one I play yeah. a lot. I play Engulf the shores a lot. That's a good one. Tolbert floodgate, floodgate, really though. Floodgate, really. Please. All right. Fadeaway's S S tier. I should probably put an S tier right beside Psychonic. Fadeaway is above consuming time. I still don't understand that. I have evacuation and engulf the shore at B. So now I gotta promote a C a C class to the top three. Perhaps a tide. sea monster what? staple can make it. Uh, I'm thinking be. Coastal Breach or Curse of Swine, and I think there is be no way Breach. either <laughs> of those are going to be those better than Consuming Tide. Richard. Just I, they are doo doo. That's why they're C. But I have to choose one <laughs> here. So <laughs> I think just four wow. mana, basically unconditional. But the condition is you have opponents. Consuming right? Tide. <laughs> no Coastal Breach. I'd rather get the clean. That's wipe not than... unconditional. That could potentially be like five mana. Six. That, that is true, but I think. It's close enough. <laughs> I think oh, it's close no. enough that I'll go Coastal Breach. No. At least it no. doesn't leave their best stuff behind. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel dirty about it. This this, this should this should have been a top three with Cyclonic Rift. Well, what's the, point of say, what's, what's the point of having a top three if you know the first one for everybody? That's boring. Richard, to, show we got, the, we got... to show the great distance that you should probably not play what's on like number three. <laughs> no. here, that the first one is just so far superior and that all the other colors are so far superior that you need to kind of, you know, dig deep. Well, we didn't. So so that was our, our list for the blue board wipes. We didn't touch on colorless. And I know a lot of people, pro- I probably should have prefaced this whole discussion at the beginning that we're not doing colorless. I'm probably going to throw it in the editor notes at the beginning that we didn't do colorless. But the reason why we didn't do colorless is because we wanted to talk about a bunch of blue stuff. But obviously, colorless options like Ugin and Nev's Disc and all this dust, these are all available to blue decks as well. So you might want to be running those over um, some of the blue cards that we were talking about. We just wanted to focus on blue. We might do colorless board wipes in the future, though. Um, also, honorable mention to Cyclone Summoner, Profaner of the Dead, and my favorite, Floodgate. Uh, we ran out of time. So sorry. We didn't get to you. Uh, Floodgate is S tier, though. Uh, and I will not take any comments. 
Um, so that's it for everybody. Comments are disabled for the video. Comments like, are disabled. The best card well, we mine. got this slight, we got the dislike ratio disabled, so you can't dislike on on fadeaway anymore. Someone check the Spotify comments. Can we disable them? Disable them all. So that's it, everybody. That was our podcast. That was our top like 20-ish blue board wipes that we got through. If you enjoyed this sort of discussion, be sure to like and subscribe uh, to help support the channel and help us grow. And if you uh, believe that we left out any particular blue board wipe uh, that we didn't discuss, uh, please let us know in the in the comments section or reach out to us at uh, hashtag ClashMail at Twitter. It's probably the easiest way to reach us all uh, very easily um, because we, we this is not an exhaustive list. We might have some something might have slipped through the cracks. And also, if you disagree with any of our, our uh, opinions on any of them, you can give us your own ratings on your top favorites as well. Uh, and you could also leave a comment on why Fade Away is the best of the best. And that's also great too. I'll probably pin that one. Uh, we'll see. That's <laughs> it, everybody. We need to put up a poll. <laughs> fade Away S tier. S tier forever. With Floodgate. Floodgate and, and, and Fade Away playable. Is the poll? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I gave it you for free, would you proxy over it or would you keep it? What would you do? Should, should Tony be fired like for his opinions on, on Fadeaway? <laughs> I'd have a heart attack. All right, that's it, everybody. Hope you enjoyed, and until next time, friends. See ya. <laughs>